Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We live on YouTube. That's my question for the audience. For questions for the audience. Oh, I think we might be. Look, we are. I don't know how long we've been. I just, we just got it a few seconds ago. No, then I am obligated morally to say yes, yes. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Tim McKernan Show. KG in O-Town uh, is sitting in for the vacationing Jackson Burkett. Welcome to the Longo Big Studios. KG, uh, what's been going on for the last, what would you say, 40 minutes? Uh, I've been logging some steps. Yeah. Back and forth, studio to studio, grabbing the technicians. Holes have been tight. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, I'm not. I know. I'm not I just worked like, up about it in the I don't slightest. Don't waste your time. And That's Jackson right. left me great instructions. I don't know where the the mix up came, but it seems like we're live now. We are live on the YouTube chat. Uh, it and uh, friends are in. Friends are gathering. Hunchback of On Castle. Carl Pelker. Doug Jennings says you've been bopping around. Have you been bopping around? A lot of bopping. A lot of bopping. A lot of bopping. <laughs> uh, welcome in, friends, and KG and O Town filling in for the vacationing. Jackson Burkett. Tim McKernan with you on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Thanks to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Thank you to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Thank you to Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, and, of course, Ryan Seiberg in the service department at Munganast St. Louis Acura and Munganast Burkhardt Alton Toyota. And thank you to Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And, of course, our studio sponsor, Longo Biggs, online at longobigs.com. KG and O-Town, welcome to KG and O-Town uh, filling in for Jackson for QFTA. I mean, you've, you've been on one before, though. Yeah, I sat in with you two one time. We talked some Mizzou football. That was in yeah. the heart of the run they were making. Right, so I right. kind of sat in as a little third leg yeah excited to be here in jackson spot big shoes to fill we uh we've been doing these every business day so far in 2024 i am vacationing for a while starting next thursday i believe are you in all those days i guess so all the days i'm out We'll have to check on that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I had some dates written down, but I Doug's got a lot in the first few months of the season, and I've got one. Those. Well, I got two. I'm going out of town for my sister's wedding. Uh, I guess that's April, I think. Yeah, April. Uh, first week of April. It was going to be part of March, but we're just going to make it a shorter trip, and then we're going out of town for my wife's birthday next week. Kind of a long time to leave my uh, two young boys with my wife's parents. So there's anxiety over that. Um, but I mean, hey, we're not going to do it. So no QFTA for those days. So the streak will come to an end, but I've enjoyed doing it. And you were, you were oftentimes in that YouTube chat. Yeah. Luckily for me, they fall at a time when I'm at my other gig where I can kind of just throw it on and I catch parts here and there and what I don't hear, I listen to at home. So erotic story Fridays, you'll probably get that tomorrow. 
Looking forward to it. Uh, you can send your erotic stories in or any questions, comments you may have. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. I am, I'm backlogged as the Dickens on questions. You get uh, a lot of emails? Here they are. And maybe you, you want to do some picking? You can pick the topic. As I told people when you email in, if you can, because you see they they send them in, but all, all, oftentimes they're just it just says, you see, QFTA. Right. So then I don't know what it is, and then I don't know. So then I wind up scrolling on the air. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm flying. I open up the email, and then I just do the the read. And even if I'm like, okay, I'll do this one, but then I go to another one, you know. It you depends, and sometimes it's. An, I am taking questions. If do you like taking, to read them ahead of time, or do you like like the surprise element of, for reading it the first time? With erotic stories, I read them for the first time with the audience. Yeah. For questions, it just depends on what the mood is today. So it is now 2.11. I've been up since 5. What time did you get up to do uh, TMA today? I got up at 4. Yeah, because you go work out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to, th- if, if I get something that engages me, I'll fire in all cylinders. With the weather being as nice as it is, and this is uh, February 1st, 2024 in St. Louis, and I think it's got to be close to like 60, 63. Yeah. I was outside. I did another podcast uh, across the street um, with Adam McChesney, wonderful gentleman, who many of our listeners are familiar with, mm-hmm. and he did a great job. And I was outside. I'm like, holy crap, it's super nice. So I'll probably want to get outside with my uh, my boys, or at the very least the two-year-old who apparently wants to live on a driving range because he'll, I'm sure, want to go to family golf today. That is, So that's what we'll do. And then I just sit there and I look at your TikToks while he hits 100 balls and then bitches when I say, that's it, we're going home. And he could go even longer after he hits 100, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, like I am enjoying it, but now that I'm kind of seeing this, I'm going, ooh, is this, like, really, really weird, you know? I mean, you've interacted with my older son, right? Yeah, we've had... Had some moments. Yeah, sure. Spring training. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you enjoyed a game with the family yeah. last year. I felt like I was part of the family. You, that were, day. you were part of the family. Um, but he's kind of normal batshit six year old. I'm like, okay, what's going on with the two year old and the golf thing? Like, it's great, but is he like going to be like the weird kid, you know, over here hitting golf balls like nonstop? You know, I showed uh, Jackson a video yesterday that my wife sent me of him in his crib, not napping, but instead practicing his golf swing it's it's like oh it's but it's like when you hear about that when it's like oh it was justin thomas or something oh how great is that but then when it's your child and he just turned two four days ago you go oh what the fuck's going on here you know what i mean it's a little it's a little different but doug's like oh that's great you ought to keep these videos i'm like i don't know how you would have felt if it would have been one of your boys you know i don't i mean i listen i love it but i'm watching this happen and there's no doubt in my mind when i get home it's like hey you know he wants to go to the he wants to go to family golf. The grind never stops. Yeah, I guess the quest never stops. There's another two-year-old practicing out there. If you're not practicing, he's getting yeah, better. Yeah, he's getting past yeah. that. Uh, let me look in here. Any topic you want to get into? Uh, can I get some choices? Uh, let's see. This is a blues deep dive. I'm not in the mood for that. It's a good question. I'm just not in that mood. This is a TMA. This I, I get the sense that it's maybe get, might be awkward, especially for you. Oh, I'll just read it. See what you want to do with yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This was sent in today, 927 a.m., by Scooter. Tim, I'm not necessarily saying this is correlated, but with the recent ongoing joke about listeners texting in, I'm out when Iggy talks so much, it got me thinking, would you ever change TMA based on feedback? In the past, when a listener would criticize the show or suggest something different, 
you would always point to the numbers like downloads that justify that the show is going in the right direction. Is there anything that would make you pause and think about restructuring even slightly the show? What this provides me before you give you, if you even want to touch this, by the way, I want to, I want to say something. I don't know if I've said this before. I'm not in charge. If I said, I don't know if I've said it. Oh, I thought you're not in charge at Hubbard. I, I acquired Hubbard. Oh, that's right. For billions a couple weeks, but I'm not in charge of who gets As a matter of fact, as you know, this is always fun when I can have people in here with me to correlate things and not just Jackson, in case people think Jackson's like my puppet. You know, I said, hey, I want to do QFTA. This was like 12.15. I got back from doing Adam's podcast. But I'm going to be meeting with Tommy, and I don't want Tommy to text me and say, hey, I'm good now. You got time. And then I... Five minutes earlier, we started QFTA, which is actually what happened yesterday. Uh, and then we didn't get a chance to talk. So the reason we started a little later today is because I was in Tommy's office from, I don't even know, probably 1230 to 130, something like that, talking about TMA-related things. One of the things I think I said to Adam when I was on his podcast earlier today is one of the things that I understand, and you're a Power Mizzou guy, right? I think. I am not. Oh, you're not? No, not a subscriber. I watched his. Uh, I watched the post game uh, videos that Gabe puts out. But they're I'm the not greatest. A, those are great. They were even better when he took calls. <sighs> we need to bring. I wonder those if back. I could like get like Sound Story to sponsor it and say, but one of the terms is you have to take phone calls, <laughs> and then like just put in some absurd amount to get it done for my entertainment. And then the investors of Soundstory go, why did we spend so much on that Mizzou post-game show? Well, I really like the idea of phone calls. I thought it would be good for the business. Um, you, get in, you get into bubbles uh, if you're active on Well, you're on the fan page. Yeah. And then if you hear something like the text, you start to think, you know, perhaps it's more representative of, of what it actually is. Somebody made a great observation that I, you know, since while I was in with Tommy, I should have asked him this. Streaming numbers, because podcast downloads are one thing, streaming numbers are another thing. Um, but, but what it all gets back to, what it'll always get back to, is revenue. Um, the highest download total we had at KFNS ever was October, for, from month of TMA, was October of 2021. And since then, we have been... Not twice as high, but, oh, approximately 60 to 70%. I want to say 67%, but probably in the 60 to 70% higher since then. Now, I don't go, oh, that's because Iggy's really having a good show. It's just because the show has become more popular, I think, in part because of YouTube, in part because I talk about it on 101, and now you're exposing it to an audience that a lot of those people were not familiar with the show. And something that I've discovered, which will probably blow TMA listeners' minds is when I'm, especially like with my son's um, parents or now in the hockey world that I'm in, even though I don't play and my older son plays, they're like, oh, yeah, I listen. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's obviously it's a dumb show. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good show. What do you, why do you say it's dumb? And I'm like, I mean, you know, I mean, we just talk about nonsense. And they go, really? I don't know. And I realize they don't even know TMA exists. They're 101 listeners. They're thinking of balloon party. 100%. And yeah. they have no, and I go, well, TMA is really kind of the, you know, the show where, you know, internally I'm like, where I make my living. But I, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, it's 
like how would you stumble upon it? It's not stumbleable upon. You right, know what I mean? Flipping the radio dial right. and just landing on something. Let me see on the off chance if there's something on HD two today. You know, it's just not the way the the radio search goes. So that has been something that for the first time in my career I've experienced this year way more so, and I guess that's the, the balloon party thing, because I don't think of it that way. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do do that show, but I think of myself as the host of TMA, you know, not of balloon party uh, or, or this podcast. So there's, there's that element. But what I'm, what I'm focusing on here, why I bring up Power Mizzou or I bring up the TMA fan page or the texts that are read is for every, and I'm just, you know, this is arbitrary math, for every one person who seems like they're speaking for a large number of people on a text that we read or the TMA fan page or the Power Mizzou message board or whatever bubble thing that you're in, Blues fans, whatever thing you're in, Cardinal fans, whatever thing you're in, uh, the reality is there is a large number of people who are not texting in or posting on a Facebook page or posting on a message board or whatever it is where people are interacting. Right. Um, and so what happens is... Things that aren't true become truths inside of the bubble, but that in reality, outside of the bubble, they don't even exist. Like when I'm in there talking with Tommy about things, we're talking about revenue. We're not talking about, oh, I see the fan page is up to 7,200 people. They don't even know. I mean, they know there's a fan page, but it's not something that is a focal point. So what I'm trying to say is, yes, we've been reading these texts about I'm out, I can't listen. Well, it's it's people picking up on one guy texted it in as a joke, and now people are just doing it yeah. as a joke. Just piling on. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like I don't really deep down think 90% of the audience wants to sleep with Doug. I think it's more like 75%. Yeah. And so it becomes exaggerated. So this is one of those things that I also know when I'm explaining it, it may come off the wrong way. But it doesn't take away from the fact that it's true, and it comes with 20 years of experience. For my career, it's been the InsideSTL.com message board, which you were a part of, and I didn't realize. I was, and it's yeah. one, it was wonderful. <laughs> See you nodding. Uh, and now you got the TMA fan page or the text or the YouTube chat, and it's just part of the thing. But you, I want listener interaction. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy interacting with the listeners. It's just I think things then can get... There become these truths that I see, like, and then people to start kind of um, copying that aren't necessarily true or their revisionist history in some capacity. So, yeah, send an email in, and I'll try to go through some of those for you. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. With that said, KG No Town, what do you think? I mean, you're an active, you're an active listener, but also an active member of the program. Yeah, so the fan page has how many, you said? About 7,200. 7,200, but, I mean, we don't really let new people right. in. Right, and out of that 7,200... How many are active yeah. posters? And I honestly don't know, although I probably could find that somehow, maybe. And I'm know. not privy to the numbers, but that's got to be no, I'll show you whatever. a sliver of a percentage of listenership, downloads, right. Right. whatever the case may be. But, yeah, the, the audience is kind of... The way I look at it, they're kind of like a sixth or seventh member of the show. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's one of the things. And I, I wouldn't like. have it any other way. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I just, I think, like, I'll say, even with, with regard to, I would say Jackson is the most privy to things, not because, like, he is, he's just around. Doug leaves, as he should, and that is, he's doing, he's done his job. He'd he come in, do his thing, and go. That's the deal. Jackson and I are here longer. 
and so we'll wind up talking about things. And then we also do another show together, and we do this show together. So we, you know, so there will come a time at some point, relatively probably soon, where we'll all get together and kind of say, okay, this is where things are. This is the situation. What do you think? What do you think? And then, you know, have an idea of what it is that we want to do in, in going forward. The audience will not be privy to that. Right. But that doesn't mean like it's, you know, secret secrets are so fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Is that what it is? I think that's right. Yeah, it's great. It, it flows off so well, too. There's, there's just business stuff, just like in any other business. I mean, you work at another place, out you're publicizing sales numbers and, you know, good days and bad days. It's just the way that it works. So that's the thing that uh, that can happen with the show is that things amongst audience members become truths, but they're actually not true. Yeah. But I'm not saying people are, like, making things up intentionally. No, it's not malicious. Right, exactly. So you just kind of understand it, and I used to, like, try to, when I would see it, try to snuff it out. And then I did, at least I thought it was kind of like whack-a-mole, and then I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like like this, and, and the guy asks a fair question. Scooter asks a fair question. I have no control over it. I have no control over I mean, I'm, they, they, I don't think they would do something without talking with me first, but... You know, if if there is an economic climate that leads to them saying, hey, we need to make cuts, that's just the way it is. You guys are on HD2 and you have five people. Somebody's got to go. Sure. I can sit there and say whatever I want. That's the way business works. Now, I know I will be blamed. I know that I will be because I've been through it long enough. But it doesn't change the fact that I don't have anything to do with it. Um, you know firsthand. I do. Because you were in the mix, and then the situation changed. Obviously not a reflection of them not liking you here. You wouldn't be here. Us not liking you here, you wouldn't be here. It's just it always goes back to math. Yeah. But math is boring, and on top of it, nobody knows the math. So, like, I was, I was going over numbers with Tommy. I didn't know some of the math that he was giving me when I was in there. Uh, and, you know, it's super, from my standpoint, I find that kind of stuff interesting. Well, but it's also... Private, so yeah. and to your credit and the, the Hubbard's people people's credit, all along everybody told me that <clears throat> nothing's set in stone, things could change, and like you said, numbers don't lie, and it's nothing personal, and it's the way it's it just the way that it is. Up. But you know, it's, I, w I would uh, also say that you keep doing what you're doing, and you never know what winds up happening. Sure. Who knows? I have I have I have no idea. Um, so with that all said, uh, no, I mean it's. You're, the specific question that Scooter asks, would you ever change TMA based on feedback? We would know inside of the room from, for lack of a better term, like a sixth sense if it's getting away, for lack, for lack of a better term. And, and, and by that I mean it's just not good. So sometimes I know I've got to jump in because it's just like, okay, this is fucking terrible. And I know that. And I'll look at the text inbox, and, I, and in my mind, I didn't say anything. There are people texting it at the same time going, Tim. Save yeah, us. That, yeah, I mean, you see that. I assume you have the text inbox open when you're here. Yeah. yeah. So you see it. So we're on the same page. You know, I get it. I understand that. There's a natural point where you go, okay, this is just going nowhere. It's boring. It's shitty. It's, it's all over the place. Or I can be the one who is going on and on about something, and it's boring or shitty or it appeals to, like, two people, you know, so you, you catch yourself and then try to bring it back to, uh, you know, something that engages uh, either people on the show or people in the audience, or ideally both. 
I thought you were about to say something, so I stopped, and I, that was a bad read on my part. No, I didn't really have anything to add there, but yeah, I those how much of that when they text in and say, and Tim save us, Tim do something, is that just part of the riding Iggy shtick, or do they really feel like is that real or is that part of? I, I well, I mean, you don't know because it's written and you can't see people. Yeah. Um, I it. it, it more often than not, when it's sent in, I'm already aware that I need to reset, give out the numbers, maybe do a live read, and then redirect the show. And a lot of the texters that are sending that in, we we know them personally from events. They've listened forever, and they seem good-hearted. I don't think, you know, like Beer Cats the other day was telling you <laughs> the to other day. take control back. And, you know... <laughs> Beer yeah. Cats is a good guy. He doesn't mean any harm. But. but, I mean, I know that I talk more on this show and Balloon Party than I do on TMA, which some people call the Tim McKernan show. It's called that around here. Not by everybody, but by some people. TMA is? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's written about when it's sometimes in the newspaper, you know, Tim McKernan and the cast, you know. And I just am like, you know. So somebody did i can't remember if it was dogtown ty or flip wilson or alan dadeville i get them all confused and i don't know why i do but i do and jackson finds that amusing that i can't keep them straight but uh did like a pie chart of the number of words spoken or minutes spoken or seconds spoken on a show and uh and and sent it in and yeah i i, I would say jackson easily is the, the least and then after that one through four It'd be up for snatch grabs if you're taking out live reads and reading texts and reading emails. Where would it come out? And I don't know. But I, but it, but it, but the bottom line is: is it working? And the answer is yes, without a doubt. So then you go, you don't. Who, I don't. I, I don't. I don't care to be, you know, seen as. It doesn't really matter well, to me. And, and as I, maddening as some of the antics from over there to your left can be, the. The, it's been working. It's it's a proven track. Oh, it's 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 and it's definitely not. And I know you're not using that like in a negative way, but like it's not. It's just it's fast. I would call it fascinating. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable, really. You know, <laughs> and, and I just sit there and just go, all right, off we go. Now, if there is a topic that I really want to discuss, and I really want to have like a, you know, what I think is a good conversation about it. I'm going to interact with those who I know are aware of the information to then have a conversation about it. And that can be Iggy more often than not. It's not just because he's not really watching this stuff, you know. Um, But if it is, then great. Then you can have a conversation. But usually in that category, it's going to be somebody who has watched whatever it is that we're talking about. But TMA, if I want to talk seriously about something sports-wise, more often than not, I will do it on balloon party or um or this show to an extent sure and so you know tma is uh is is 20 years now of just fucking off and it's like well if it's it's working and i'm enjoying it then why fuck with it you know it, i <clears throat> i go back to i don't remember the exact year but i remember i was doing my student teaching it would have been winter of 06 and I knew I was, I, I know that's what, because I was driving into student teaching, and I remember hearing Ask Tony, and I was young at the time. I am I could be mistaken, but I remember feeling like I didn't know that wasn't him at first. Wow. The first time I turned that on. But I've been around listening forever. It's just crazy to me to think how long this show's been around, how long I've been listening to it. 
gotten through multiple relationships, different houses. Yeah. This thing has stood the test of time. I love it. It's uh, it did. I mean, to think like to think what I was doing in two thousand four, and uh, and then here it is twenty years. Like you don't even think. You don't even. I mean, it doesn't even cross your mind that. I suppose the one thing I would say that you know, and I can't remember. I can picture the guy. His name was Steak Shapiro, and uh, they were, he was one of the owners of the Atlanta Group. And I was just, I was so adamant and confident, but not like in a, you know, a way where he's like, hey, settle down. But I'm just like, I just can't. The, the show at the time was Arrested Development, which I think eventually got canceled, not because of like Twitter cancel, but like ratings canceled by Fox, because those who loved it loved it, but it just didn't have a broad enough appeal for Fox to continue to run it out. It was like the, the the darling show of the critics, but it never crossed over into like a Seinfeldian mainstream love fest, even though those who loved it would say it was one of the best shows they've ever seen. And I said, I remember saying to him, I can picture where I was in the old KFNS building. You know, this is the one on Big Bend in Webster. Going, I don't know. I just really believe that this thing's got huge potential. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll be arrested development, but I just don't want to walk away from it or give up on it you know and uh and i, I you know i don't know what i just I, I remember thinking and that was 2006 and and i'm sure they were just like yeah you know it's weird you know you guys might have some people who like it but it's uh it's not it's not something that uh you know is, is something that you can feed to the masses yeah. but i don't want to feed to the you know, oh, I don't. I'm, I'm good with feeding to the masses. The masses just don't understand. I'm not changing to appeal to them. I don't really care right. if I play to the masses. You've probably discussed this before at some point, but it just popped into my head. Where did the original title, "The Morning Grind," come from? Wow, where, where did that come about? I can't believe I've never read. I, I I don't recall. I I for whatever reason I want to say Martin. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't know that for sure. And was there an easy? E it couldn't song? have been Joe. Was the intro song. Uh, not no, event, Eventually, there was at some point. Uh, it was NWA. Express, Express yourself, correct. But that wasn't the, the 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 original open was like a rooster, whatever the fuck they do, uh, and it was like te a textbook like Hackneyed, you know. Wake up! Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. No, I think D Bear has some old. Oh, I know. He might have been the one who sent. He might have been the one who sent it to yeah. me. Yeah. I'm always fascinated too when you talk about hearing yourself from some of those days oh. and just being horrified. Yes. Who was the lady that you, Betty? Oh yeah, yeah. I, and I and I would probably be somewhat similar with her. Sure, but in I 2024. But yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like. Like, if I were to hear that now, and it wasn't me, I'd be like, oh, fuck, they got to, like, that guy's on something. On, yeah, on cocaine or something else or, like, an alcoholic or something and probably causes a bunch of shit behind the scenes, and I would never want that guy involved with anything I'm doing. Dead serious. Not saying that again. None of this is self-deprecating. This is just, like, calling it how I see it. And I don't know what the fuck was going on. I don't know. The the, the whole thing of, of quote unquote getting fired from KMOV was like 
the the like the sore spot. Even though I knew I didn't, it was such a it was such a shitty thing that wound up happening throughout the course of that situation. And then knowing that, well, thinking that everybody thought I got fired, and then therefore I was super defensive about it, even though I didn't get fired, but I knew they thought I did, and there was nothing I could do to prove otherwise. And the more I protested, the more, and just acted like a baby, like a fucking baby. Like if my six-year-old did that, I'd be like, okay, stop it, fuck. Uh, And so, but I never, I mean, I'm just not going to appeal to older women. I mean, that's not... And you've always said you're not you're not looking to either. No, but I mean I I mean if they like it, they're great, but I'm just not going to say like everything's great and boy, these Cardinal fans and you know, it's just it's not it's not negative. It's just like here is what I think. And sometimes people like that and sometimes they won't. But the North Star has to be being honest with the audience as much as you can be, I suppose. I'm not gonna go into, hey, you know, this guy did this and that's why he's not here, because then I'm embarrassing people. But I but as far as like an honest opinion on something yeah, and that doesn't play well in St. Louis, in particular with sometimes, more often than not, I feel like older people. I don't know why. Because, hell, I mean, I'm 47 now. It's not like I'm 24 anymore. So, you know, it's a totally different set of circumstances. But, yes, I hear those segments, and it makes me want to fucking... I see old Facebook status updates when memories pop up, and I can't oh. delete them quick enough. Oh, my God. I'm right there with you on that. Ugh. Like, who was that person? Oh. And who who gave a shit about what you what you thought people cared? Why did you? So I wonder if people who are in their twenties now, if Instagram does something like that, will go, "Oh my god!" Like the same way I look at like my shit. Although I was in my thirties then, I just was experiencing Arrested Development. Totally different reference to Arrested Development this time around. And I look at it, I go, "Oh my god!" Like they pop up, you know. And I go, "Oh my god!" Like the like this time around, today my Facebook memories were. I guess we were in Jamaica this time last year. Last night in Jamaica, I guess. Um, and on the boat. Today is a year ago today, Jackson wore the diaper. Oh. We're on the boat. What a moment. Oh, my God. The diaper that's in here. Although I don't think that's the real actual diaper. I think it was just a uh, somebody you, paying tribute to him. What do you think went on in his brain to make him decide? Oh, to I know. Because I, I saw it. I saw it all happen. And I, I know exactly what it is. I've been there. And that's when I decided I need to have a conversation with him. And even though he'd been working with us for two years. And it was, I'm having a good time. His liquor tolerance isn't, like, super high. I'm not saying, like, he's, like, a, you know, freshman sorority girl or something. But, you know, it doesn't take much for him to get into a, you know, a place. And so we're on the boat, whatever the hell that thing was, uh, in the Caribbean. And <laughs> whoever came around... Said who? Which one of the you guys from St. Louis wants to go in? And I mean, it's not nobody even. I mean, that's the thing. I, I already know what I already know what vibe I give off that nobody even looks at me. <laughs> Doug Doug always has. I had a near death experience, so it's not even possible. Iggy had already been bitching that he even had to be on the thing. Yeah, he didn't want to go on. He didn't want to go. He said, oh, "I don't feel real good." And then I don't remember who it was said, "Well, we're going to need you to go." And so he was in a bad mood. And then and so now you're down to the plowhawk. And, and Jackson and the Plowhawk said, fuck that, I'm not doing it. And just like walked away with Madison. And then Jackson, his impulse was, well, then I will do it to help out. And which is a beautiful thing because I know what that's like. Believe it or not, I was that guy. I know that seems like it's a fantasy, but I was that guy. 
Um, and I guess to an extent I still am, but I'm also cognizant of like, I can immediately in my mind play out what's, what's going to happen. Now, I also didn't know that Jackson was feeling like, or maybe he didn't know until he saw these pictures and videos that he felt like he was a little heavy at the time. I didn't think of that. Like Doug says, oh, I was heavy. And I'm just like, God, I don't see that. But then I see pictures of me when I weighed a buck 70 and I'm like, fuck, I looked skinny fat, you know? So he, in his mind, he's having a good time and he's going to go and be a great team player and throw this thing on, which is not a big deal. It's just a, it's a different form of a life preserver. And then I think he jumps off and says something about like, the Missouri basketball team, you know, <laughs> and it's just, it's so beautifully innocent and good intentioned, and yet it had nothing but downside. And that's his scarlet letter for, yes. for now until right. he leaves here. Right, right. Yeah. So then that, 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 you know, they were, they were enamored on Balloon Party because they don't, I mean, a lot of them don't listen to TMA and couldn't like wrap their, like thought it was a joke when I said, well, Jackson's going to be sharing a room with Lisa Ann. And if they did know who Lisa Ann was, and a lot of them do, going, this guy who we view as, like, this joke, you know, is sharing a bed with Lisa Ann. <laughs> and then we come back, and, of course, in their minds, they're like, well, of course, he must have hooked up. And then it abs- he absolutely did not. And then somehow you know, via social media, they've seen the <laughs> jumping off the boat in the yellow diaper thing. And it was just like, it was just like watching one of those videos in which lions take down a, a an animal in the wild and poor Jackson. And I, I never thought of him as being much overweight either. But now when you see what kind of shape he's in. Yeah. And, and, I, and he's so confident in whatever the hell it goes on because he was really self-conscious about his hair. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the weight. I still don't really think it was that bad, but I guess he weighed like around 200, 205 pounds, and now he weighs a buck 75, and he's 6'1-ish, I guess. So that's a, that's a good dimension. So he's got confidence and man in love and the whole thing, and he's a great fucking guy. Uh, so I could not be happier for him. I look back. I little self-promotion here. Today's 900 days sober for me. Is that right? It is. That's Thank a, you. This is a legitimate applause, Thank not like, you. oh, I got to applaud. Uh, wow. Yeah. But um, I look back at pictures of, of myself when I was. So drinking. were you fat? Oh, my gosh. Really? Ridiculous. Really? Yeah. So what, 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 what were you weighing um, in? Well, I was, I was coming off of a divorce and probably looking back on it, probably drinking a lot to cope eating like shit and it just it, it was getting away from me yeah and i remember the day i decided that i needed to make a change i was at my i was by myself at my house drinking tequila on the rocks with a splash of pineapple Ooh. and i got through a couple of them and i just had a look in the mirror moment like you got to pull your head out of your ass and i poured it out and i went for a walk and i decided that night that i was gonna do 75 hard and I started that the next day. So my intention was really just to not drink for 75 days, get my physical and mental health in check. And the weight came off, and the mental health just absolutely skyrocketed. And I decided it was just nothing I planned on going back to. How about I haven't that? touched it since. No temptation. I mean, there's temptations at times. Um, 
Like, if you had a drink, would it be dangerous? Like, that you would then get, like, shit-faced and, you I th- know? I think with me, it's so much mental. Like, like I just told you, I, I know how many days it's been. It's been 900 days. Right. And I feel like fucking up the streak yeah. would mess me up mentally, where I would maybe slide back into some bad habits. I don't... I would have a hard time just doing one, I feel like. And my relationship with my parents, which is super important to me, increased exponentially once they knew I was serious about giving it up. So I don't see a scenario where I go back. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Yeah, it was bad, but I look back at pictures. So was that the last drink you had? Yeah. That was it. Mm -hmm. That was it. You poured that out, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. And I look back at, we were talking about Jackson and kind of the comparison, but I look back, part of 75 Hard was taking daily progress pictures. I know we were joking about mere selfies today on TMA. <laughs> that was Jackson's but post on, on the St. Louis Starter Patch. You, you, you have to take a picture every day. So I still have in my phone like pictures from like day one, and it's just like makes me ill really? seeing the point I had gotten to. And then after about 100 days, like you, you said something about it. I think it was yesterday. I had, ab- I had abs, and I never, never even thought it was possible. Yeah. And I've got some side-by-side pictures that I use as motivation when the diet starts to slip a little bit. But uh, it's a good feeling to look back and kind of see the progress you've Absolutely, made and positive man. changes. But Absolutely. That's man, a hell of an accomplishment. Days. God, that's a hell of an accomplishment. How does it make you feel when you think that, hear that? Pretty great. I Should. Mean, like, There'd be no way I'm getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to the gym if I was in my old habits, right. you know, waking up hungover. Not, never having a hangover is one of the best byproducts yeah. of it. Um, and the money I was probably spending on all that tequila I was drinking is just So it was, it was your drink, was tequila? Yeah, pretty much exclusively tequila. I'd have a, a beer out on the golf course, but, I mean, there was days where I would get completely fucked up, but, a lot, you know, a lot of times I would just have some some drinks like i was it was bad i don't even recognize that person anymore well 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 yeah wow. feels good i would say yeah. i mean i would i would have a great deal of pride yeah and i, I don't want to dwell on it too much but it you've been through it divorce is obviously terrible but i look back on it and think i wouldn't change it for the world because it kind of if if i don't go through that i'm probably in a, a lot of those bad habits that I had back then. I probably am still yeah. doing them. So um, it made me a better person, and I'm happy with who I am today. So you learn from it. and Yeah, I'm pretty happy when I look back and think days. about what I've done. Wow, wow, wow. So yeah. we're talking here in, uh, sometime in May. You'll be at 1,000? Is yeah. my math correct? Yep. About that. At first, it was hard, like going out on the golf course and your friends are drinking or going to. I had to learn how to socialize without alcohol being a part of that. And I feel like I'm more social now than I was in my booze and days. Yeah. I've kind of learned how to how to do that. And people that I tell that I'm recently telling, they're like, well, "Do you mind if I? Is it okay if I? Have, yeah, drink. I don't. I don't oh, care." Mm-hmm. It do, I don't mind being around it. So it took a little adjusting, but now it's just part of life. I don't know how... If you, I mean, just to turn it off like that, that's... That, I would imagine a lot of people would not be able to do that, in part not just because of the psychological element, but because of the biochemical, the... I mean, were you? Did you have to drink every day? 
I don't think it. I don't think it was like compulsive where I felt like I had to. But I mean, I like. Did you have the shakes when you stopped? No. No. And when I tell some people, like they think, oh, you must have been like a hardcore alcoholic, and and I guess by definition maybe I was, but no, there was no like. There was nothing. So when uh, so I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. Sure. When you would. You're sober, but then the time comes, you know you're about to pour a glass of booze. What, did you get like a dopamine rush then? When I was still drinking? Right. Hmm. Were you longing for it over the course of the day, and then you couldn't wait till that time where you could pour a yeah, glass of booze? Yeah, and I was in a career that I wasn't really happy with, so I think it was my way of, you know, coming home at night and just winding down, and one drink leads to two, two to three, and... Right. Yeah, it it really like I, I struggle to think about the specifics of it because it seems like forever ago. I mean, I'm a different I'm a different person than I was, so it it almost doesn't even seem real. But um, I mean, I full dis- I got a DUI when I was 20. Um, Grandpa was an alcoholic, led to him passing earlier than we all would have liked. So, like I said, the family relationships right. just improved when that was no longer an issue too. Right. I don't know. For me now, because of having kids, that's what keeps me in check. Not that I was ever where you were. And so it's easy because it's like, oh, I mean, I'm going to have to wake up and deal with this. So that, that's what, and, and doing the show, that's, because I wonder if I didn't have that, because I look back on when I wasn't doing, I mean, I guess I was doing radio, but it wasn't this and not only my, my career, that we really would stay out till four in the morning you know, regularly. That is that wasn't an exaggeration. Yeah. But then the show and then having kids kept me in check. Again, I'm not unfortunately, I don't know how I haven't gotten addicted to you know, we joked the other yesterday's podcast was had the, the positive and negative addictive personality. But I never got addicted to I really haven't done drugs. I mean, outside of weed, um, booze. I don't think I was addicted to poker. It was like, I can make money. I'm going to do it. I just, it just took a lot of time and I wish I would have done it in a different way. Um, and I don't know. I'm I, Sleeping I, pills? No. Never had that? No, I mean. no, no, no. I had a problem with sleeping and if anything, but I look back on it and I go, well, it was obvious what was going on. Like even now I'm in the process, I'll talk about the, the little whoop band and the information I'm getting and it's so helpful like last night we finally get i mean i'm sure there are parents who are going oh my god you finally got your two and six-year-old to bed at 9 45 yes we did that's the way it is because the six-year-old's just non-stop and i'm like i gotta go to bed i know at this point for when i get up i gotta be asleep by 10 o'clock it's just it's how i'm going to be able to, to do my job ideally at a high level throughout the course of the day and my wife's like i just want to be able to watch something just to like unplug something mindless and so we started just, we're just watching The Office and Peaky Blinders. If we don't have a lot of time, The Office. If we have some time, Peaky Blinders. And she turns it on, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. And she goes, what the hell's going on over there? And I'm on, what? She goes, you fell asleep. I'm like, son of a bitch, I fell asleep. But I know if I eat a lot, I, like I got it kind of down to like it can't be more than like 1,200 calories for dinner because then my body will be working on processing all of those calories, a certain number of carbohydrates. So having that information as insane as it may sound, now allows me to then essentially, I don't want to say implement a game plan because it sounds so, like, bullshit, you know, I don't know, like social media life coach bullshit thing. 
but it's 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 real simple. Like if I know that you know you can apply it to to golf or for the throwing a baseball or something. If I know I'm coming in at this angle, I'm going to catch the ball flush and hit it a certain way. Well, then if I'm playing golf, then I'm going to do whatever I have to to make sure I'm coming in at the ball at this angle. So it's the same thing. Okay, I want to feel good every day. If I eat this, I'm going to feel shitty. If I go to bed at this past this time, I'm going to feel shitty. It's a cause and effect. Yep. And so I really, what my regret is, is there were no addictions. It was just an irresponsible way of living that I look back on now and I go, holy shit, it was so obvious and it was so dumb. Eating terribly. And don't get me wrong, I had fun. And I'm not saying I regret that, but it's like how ridiculous it was. And really considering what I was doing, like I couldn't do, I don't think, I don't know, maybe I could, in 2024, being over at the strip bars and doing the crap that I was doing in now, I just can't imagine. Like you, like I wasn't sitting there going, oh, I hope somebody had a picture. I mean, not that I was really doing anything. I mean, I was just sitting around and having drinks. But didn't think twice about it. And not driving. I mean, I never fucked with that. It's, that's another thing that keeps me in check. I know in my mind, there are so many people who would celebrate if I got a DUI. Ugh. You agree with me? I've, <laughs> ever since you've welcomed me into the world... You now are aware. Yeah, Yeah. there's no doubt about it. Yeah, so yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I just can't, you know, not that I'm like, oh, I really want to get one. It's just like I I know the deal. I know there are people just waiting for me to fuck up. Praying for my downfall. 100%, and that's whatever. Uh, So you just go, okay, then I don't don't fuck with it. Um, And now it's, it's, relatively speaking, pretty damn easy to avoid that if one, you know, is aware of the set of circumstances, um, so I just don't fuck with it. And then on top of it, I mean, the law is so, you know, I mean, two beers, especially if you're a little twink of a boy like me, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be legally drunk, so I'm just not, I'm just, I'm not fucking with it, you know? Do you ever drink on the golf course? Never. I don't drink when I'm on the, I mean, I might have, uh, if I'm really not playing, if I'm playing for something like that I couldn't care any less about, then maybe I'll have, like, you know, something I don't play as well when I drink. I, I guess I didn't realize, you know, and I don't know how many people actually play, like, events or whatever it is. Not that these are real events. These are, like, little, you know, fan page club championship type things. Uh, but that people drink because they get nervous. And I didn't realize. Like, in my mind, I'm like, man, I'm, I admire that these guys are going to be out here and it's 9 in the morning and they're drinking. But it's because they're – and I didn't realize that. I don't play as well. There's an indirect correlation for me on how well I play in drinking. But I didn't realize that for, and I'm not talking about like, you know, guys like the guys who who are, you know, scratch or plus that I'll play with, they're not like pounding booze to like calm their nerves. But like if somebody's like a 10 or 15 handicap and they're playing in a member guest or something like that, that that's the deal. And I, it didn't even cross my mind, you know, that that's how they're going to, calm the nerves but for me i play shitty if i drink or or i don't play in my opinion as well gotcha because i don't drink as much so then therefore the alcohol has a quicker impact on me right you know as doug says you're in drinking shape or you're not and i am definitely not but we'll be out of town for a while here starting a week from today with nothing to do i might i don't know i guess i have to bring my laptop and my phone but like i really this will be the first time in a real long time at least in my mind we'll be able to unplug who knows and uh, and I'll probably be drinking quite a bit, you know, just completely fucking off. And then we come back and we'll have a 
uh, an event, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm anxious to see if like I get back into that shape. I don't know. I honestly don't really, because I don't like waking up and feeling shitty, like what you were just saying, like how great it is to not feel hungover. But I won't have our kids with us, so I can now get fucked up. There's no excuse not to, you know. I I still like the the idea of like if I'm out out on the golf course or hanging with people and they're drinking, having something to drink. And what I've noticed is the non-alcoholic market is getting bigger. And it bigger. is. Yeah. It's both, really both, surging. Yeah, both with I had no idea. Non-alcoholic beers, and then I was in Denver a couple weeks ago, and I found a, a NA pineapple margarita yeah. that was just phenomenal, and it kind of scratches that itch a little bit, lets you feel like you're part of whatever group if if everybody's imbibing in right. one way or another, and. Yeah, that market seems to just be. Get, I think so. I think sobriety is starting to become a little more in vogue, or you know, a little more popular. I think. Well, I think that's because people feel like they can, if they want to take the edge off, they can smoke weed. I mean, that's not something that was there. I mean, it was certainly there. It's been there for a long time. But I'm talking about it's like it's well beyond socially acceptable. It's just kind of part of life now. Yeah. Or if they can, you know, go edibles or whatever direction they may want to go, if they want to loosen up. Um, so I agree with you on that. I'd be curious what the reason is. I mean, assuming our premise is correct, I, I think, I, but I noticed that I was at, you know, got a few guys I was with a couple weeks ago, we were out and they were doing the dry January thing. And they're like, there's so many different things. Like in the eighties or nineties, there was O'Doul's right. and that was the non-alcoholic AB product. And now I feel like there's a billion of them. Bud Zero is okay. Mm-hmm. Heineken has a NA beer that's pretty good. I've had a Corona NA that's really good. So, yeah, it's, I feel like it's starting to become more and more prevalent. Let me take a look at the YouTube chat here, KG in O-Town. His friends of the Feather have gathered. KG hat tip. That's from Pete, who says he has a three-hour drive. Uh, K in the Bay, which is different than KG in O-Town, says, sometimes it's the simple things that you look back on that could have made such a big impact, such as eating late, saving early, etc. I could not agree more. And, 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 and so in a way, one of the things that I like with this particular show is these are the things that I wish I would have done. I know a number of the people who listen to this are younger than me, like can be substantially younger than me. And I, and I really wish somebody would have said this stuff to me. And it's not like there were podcasts and shows like this, you know, 20 years ago. That's not what the medium was. But um, it's so eye-opening, and 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 I and I wouldn't know this, and I'm not. This isn't a live read for Whoop, and there are plenty of different things. What you have a, you have the yeah, Apple I got Watch the thing. Apple going? Watch. So I mean, to be able to track this stuff and then go, okay, I did this differently. Is that why the why the night's sleep was bad, or why I didn't feel good that particular day? And then you then you can go, okay, well that's the reason. So then let's take that out of the equation. And then to think when it comes to managing money, that was just something that for whatever reason, and my dad is certainly money oriented. Uh, that for whatever reason, it just wasn't something that we talked about uh, is when we were kids uh, or even when I was in my teens or 20s. And it's still, it's my responsibility, you know. Um, I just had no idea. And God, what I wouldn't do to be building out, like, the stupid shit spreadsheets. And, you know, it doesn't need to be spreadsheets. Just to, you know, essentially treat your own accounts like a P&L. And, okay, I'm making this, then therefore I'm not spending any more than this. And that's it. And that's just the way that it's going to be. And once you do that, then you kind of have already established. And then ideally you can throw in, take your pick, 10 15% uh, uh, to start saving. And 
just, God, you start doing that, right, when you're out of school, or if you never did go to school, which I also think has value, uh, and what it does for yourself. Holy shit. And yeah, I mean, those are two things that stand out to me that if I'm lucky enough to still be around when my boys are older, that I absolutely would make sure that they know about. Make your own choices, but here is some information. You know, you want to fuck off and piss your money away. Okay. You want to fuck off and do this and that, but, but here's the information on how you can actually feel better. And you have such an advantage on the rest of the population, if you view it as competition, by getting up early. I mean, it's a huge thing, but how many people are like willingly, excitedly, and feeling good getting up early in their 20s? And it's also a balance. I wouldn't trade the fun I had in my 20s and 30s. I just could have been more cognizant of the ramifications Mm -hmm. of it. And that's, I was blind. I guess maybe it made it more fun because I was blindly like, well, of course we're going to go spend a few hundred dollars at the stag bar. And of course I'm going to aggressively pursue a threesome, you know, until four in the morning. What else would I be doing? (laughs) What else is there to do? Sure, I have to get up and do Sports Sunday tomorrow at 11, you know, but fuck, it's four in the morning. I'll go to bed at 4.30 and I'll get up and... At 11 and then I'll go in and I'll do some television you know that's what I and I didn't think anything of it yeah I mean now I can't like can you imagine I mean again I know local news is in a different world now than what it was then even in the early aughts it was a lot different than the, the 80s but like if you had somebody who's like kind of a high profile on air like straight arrow like I obviously never been in that category you know like I don't know name name picture whomever I don't care to name a name but picture somebody you can think of in St. Louis news and they're just out <laughs> regularly at the stag bar to the point that the strippers like know them by name and you know I mean it's and Walking that's that was every weekend say, hey, Tim. yeah and that's that's what it was and I just I'm like of course but I mean I, and again I wasn't I wasn't at that I was the number three guy in the sports department but you look back on that, and, like, if that were going on now, I don't know. I mean, maybe nobody would care because, it's you know, local news isn't what it was 40 years ago. But We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I look back, I go, wow, that was pretty fucking bold. I mean, it wasn't like a secret. Savard and Doug would find the stories hilarious. When I'd come in, there was a porn star. You got to go back a while. I don't think you'll recognize. Iggy absolutely would. By the name of Raylene. Are you familiar with Raylene? She was a vivid girl. And vivid girls were all the rage. They're like a Lansky girl when Iggy talks about what did the Greg Lansky tweet say. Of course. Uh, Jenna Jameson was a vivid girl. Janine, who Iggy can't get a hold of because she lives in the woods in Oregon. Uh, I believe my girl Chasey Lane was. At one point, friend of the show, Caden Cross was. And Raylene was. 
and she was really good looking and she was really well known. And I get the vibe that she was taking an interest in my girlfriend, not me, as one would expect, certainly the right call. And the guy she's with was married to the guy, or no, the guy she was with was the brother of the guy who owned Vivid. I think his name's Steve Hirsch. I'm sure he talks about him like they've, you know, hung out forever. Friend of mine. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he knows him. There's just not a doubt in my mind. There's no way he's not. And I don't know if he still owns the thing. So this guy was married to Raylene, and we're hanging out, I think, at the Hustler Club. I don't know if I could know. Yeah, probably was like 2001, so I'm 25. And I think the Rams were going to play Peyton Manning and the Colts the next day. But the Blues, people will be able to look this up to track it because these are schedules would be out there. But I think the Blues had a game like like a 5 o'clock face-off against the Nashville Predators. And I'm like, he's, he's like, yeah, I love going to sporting events when we're on the road, when she's featuring at places. And I go, yeah, I mean, the Rams, you know, the Rams, this is 2001 Rams. I mean, this is, right you know, this is 2023 20, Chiefs shit here. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, it's great. He goes, but I want to see the Blues play the Predators. And I go, huh? And he goes, yeah, I just want I haven't been in that building before, and I like to say I've been in all these buildings. Do you want to go to the game tomorrow? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, not really. But if I'm going to be able to go with my girlfriend, who in my mind, of course, there's lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Now, there probably wasn't, but in my mind, there's lesbianism with Raylene. I'm like, so I come in. To do, you know, this is on a Sunday. Steve's calling the Rams game, so he's probably getting back to KMOV at like four if it's a noon game. And uh, and he thought these stories were just hilarious. And Doug, and then we had a couple producers and a couple editors, so this is a whole lot different than when Doug would go in and he'd have to do everything by himself. And there were like eight motherfuckers working on this thing. And I just have to do like one story on the Rams game, which I probably could do in 10 minutes if I needed to do it. And and Savard's like, I'm telling him probably the story about Raylene, who he absolutely knows, and uh, not knows, but knows of. And he's like, well, why aren't you going to the game? I go, well, what am I going to do? Call the Blues and say, hey, I've got a, a porn star who wants to, you know, like now I might do that, honestly. But then, you know, I'm still coming up. And and he was like, I could tell he's kind of like, he's like, why aren't you there? Like, I, I'm like, I got to be here. And he goes, oh, go, go, go. And so I sit there and I kick myself. Over not going to the Blues-Predators game. I really do think these were the teams. Rams-Colts, Blues-Predators, 2001. Um, and not going with uh, with Raylene. But what was you've had a few. That, oh, my God, yeah. And I'm and in my mind, but I, and I look back on I'm just like, yeah, Raylene. Like, there's some who come through, and you're like, yeah, sporting – it's kind of like how the audience perceived the Lisa Ann thing with like nothing was ever going to happen ever. And it was crystal clear. But, you know, I understand. And in my mind at 25, same age as Jackson, I'm like, well, this is going to be great. We're going to hook up. And there's just no way. There's just no way. I mean, she's just featuring and then she's going back to L.A., you know. And just because we're going to a blues game doesn't mean, yeah, they'll be like, Tripping in the parking garage following. Your memory is something else. So what do we have? You've looked it up. KGNO Town, ladies and gentlemen. December 30th, 2001. Okay. Blues Predators. Okay. And uh, Rams 42, Colts 17 Holy that same shit. day. Wow. You're something else. <laughs> it's not healthy, though. You know what I mean? Although I was listening to Bill Maher and Martin Short on Bill Maher's podcast, and it really made me feel good that they both have that that uh, whatever this is thing 
because it's it's not necessarily, you know, I don't know. A lot of times I hear you say you can picture where you were at. That's when what this it thing is. Happens. So I can picture Savard. I can picture Savard in the sports office. Although I have to tell you, when I'm picturing Savard in the sports office about this, I'm picturing him in like what became the newer sports office, and I don't think we were in that sports office. The reason I bring that up is, in my mind, this is true and it's real because I tend to be right about these dates and these events. But I know we weren't in that sports office. We were in this old shitty office, like this little tiny office uh, in 2001. So you you build off of, oh, I'm right, so therefore I can picture it. But in reality, I really can't picture it. I just remember Savard being like, go to the fucking game with Raylene. And I'd be like, really? You know. And, and I also remember her boyfriend, I don't think they got married, whatever they were, being like, yeah, I really want to go to the Blues Predators. And I'm like, but. The Rams are, you know, probably like 13-2, and two and, you know, Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning, like, you know, I mean. Yeah, looking back on it, that would have been a hell of a matchup. Right. Yeah. And he's going to the Blues. And don't get me wrong, the Blues were good. They, uh, let's see, in that season, if it's December 30, 2001, they lost to the Wings in the second round. The great Detroit Red Wings, like the, one of the greatest teams I've ever seen, the 2002 Detroit Red Wings. But uh, I'm just, I remember being like, you want to go to the, okay. But what am I going to do? You know, like hit up generous executive Mike Caruso. Hey, do you mind getting me some tickets to the game? I'll be with an adult film star. Like now Caruso, not to say Caruso specifically, but somebody at the Blues, like they're kind of amused by it. And like I have 20 years of this nonsense to be like, okay, he's fucking weird, but whatever. He's harmless, harmless weird. Then it's like, can you believe the guy who's doing weekends over at Channel 4 called for tickets and he wants to take a porn star? You know, like they'd find it amusing. And I'm sure plenty of the players would be like, where is she? Where is she? But I just that there that wasn't where I was. Right. You know what I mean? You don't do that at that point. And like if Jackson were doing that, not that Jackson's chasing porn stars for threesomes, what a surprise it would be if he was and how proud of him I would be. <laughs> but I don't think he is. And if Jackson hit up, the, you know, I mean, you know, hit, Jackson hitting up the blues in general. But, you know, to set that up, I'd be like, whoa, man, what are you doing? You know, that isn't. That isn't the move, even though they might be like, yeah, sure, absolutely, nobody cares, you know. How old yeah. were you at that, in that 25. time? 25. 25, yeah, just turned 25. And it was two, It was 2001? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can picture who I was with, the, the girl I was with, who never really gave off a lot of sapphic vibes. And I don't really think any, but nobody, nobody was thinking what I was thinking of the four parties. Me, this gentleman who I believe his name is Brad Hirsch, Steve Hirsch is the guy who owns Vivid or did, Raylene and my girlfriend. Nobody was thinking what I was thinking. You were on an island on of that course, one? But I always am. I'm always like, oh, she was nice to you. You know, like there was a time with, with Anna Marie, my wife, and this girl this girl was legitimately hot. I shouldn't name the restaurant. I won't name the restaurant. And it wasn't like, like, a, you know, like a five-star thing. Like legitimately hot. And then the, the waitress like, oh, yeah, I love your... And in my mind, where do I, I mean, it wasn't like, I love your dress. I'm like, she wants to fuck, you know, not me. I was never, I, nobody, I never think anybody wants to fuck me. And I think I'm right on that, but, but they want to fuck her. The girl was more guy, I'm sure. And I'm just like, and in my mind, and, in, and then her, she, her default is, you know, that, that's, I just did it right there. I just did it. It's it, this inhale and the shaking of the head. And then there's two children to worry about. But in my mind, I've gone to, these two are going to hook up. That's where I go. I'm still going there 24 years later, 23 years later. It's unbelievable. 
what do we got going on the YouTube chat here? Uh, let's see. Tim, I won a member member, and I think the six cores lights I had helped me make the final putt. Oh, I'm not saying it's I, I think it I think it does help people. Yeah. It does. It does. For me, it doesn't. And I and I'm usually gambling a decent amount of money. And if I'm and if that's the case, I don't want to like go, holy shit, I lost whatever because I was drinking even like four beers would materially impact in my mind my play, which is sad because that's part of the enjoyment of playing golf, but I like to gamble. I was just on vacation in Colorado. My wife noticed a lot of menus had a ton of mocktails. That's also from Pete. And Alan Dadeville uh, says, we had our first daughter in 2021 and just had our second on Monday. Oh, congratulations, Alan Dadeville. God bless. That's also more legitimate applause. My wife said in that time, the non-alcoholic selection is way larger now. Yeah. I just noticed it, too. I wasn't even aware of it. I'm kind of also at a point, too, and I know you're not drinking, so you're not necessarily a sounding board on this, that I don't really want to drink a bunch of beers, not because of the calories, you know, whatever, but it truly, now it's like when I, I remember the commercials growing up, tastes great, less, less filling. Yeah. That's it. So it's like I want to drink, like, booze, but then I don't want to get, like, super fucked up. Again, not because I don't want to get super fucked up, because I have to wake up and tend to a crazy six-year-old and a two-year-old who wants to go to the range yeah that was the thing with me when i was chasing buzzes was so you would go quicker with the tequila then. yeah and just so what you do was it always just tequila on the rocks or and tequila then just the... splash a little pineapple juice on top just to cut it up a little bit you know I, I mean i would go through a couple of bottles of tequila a week when i was at my peak and i'm just sitting around at home doing it just the hell was i doing God, wow. but yeah just the beer just always filled me up and weighed me down and well, I was weighing myself down but that's yeah, the thing yeah much of a beer guy. so I wonder if that's the case it seems like to me and maybe I'm missing here like as guys get older they may what would they do would they start with beers or they would start with booze uh, I think you start with booze liquor before beer you're in the clear right beer before liquor you're even sicker. never sicker never been sicker so you start with the booze the hard stuff yeah. okay so you you make your charge, yeah, and then you get a get a Bud Light and you to sober up. Right, interesting, yeah. But I got I got to figure out my drink. Isn't this great? Here's a guy celebrating his 900 days sober. I'm trying to figure out how to get more fucked up quicker. Hey, no, <laughs> this is I don't kink shame and I don't drink. We don't judge. vice shame on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the move would be for me. I did a thing, and it might have been a great thing that I did it like my freshman or sophomore year of high school. I didn't feel great, didn't, and so I stayed home from like Christmas Eve. So I'm just at my house, and my guess we probably had like some shitty whiskey in our basement. And I'm just like, I gotta figure out what it's like to be drunk. And so it's like Christmas Eve. I mean, what a sad fucking thing. I mean, you were talking about sad. You're talking about drinking tequila. At least you were in your 30s, you know. I'm like 14 or 15 in my parents' basement on Christmas Eve, pounding whiskey. That a boy. Holy shit. <laughs> Tis the season. Oh my God! And I think it was like shitty. I'd be really curious, and I'm just like, well, I gotta do it. I gotta figure out how this all works. I don't think I threw up. I don't know, but I felt terrible. And ever since then, I have avoided it 
I mean, you're going back now 30 years. What, whiskey? I guess so. Whatever it was. That was going to be an It was like I... some kind of like shitty like Seagram's or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't like drinking like good stuff. It was just like, it was probably something like my dad got like at his bachelor party in 74. Had been sitting around the house been for a little sitting bit around. Oh my God. And it was like in a flask, you know? And I'm like, ah, fuck it. I got to figure this out. And I just sit there at 14 or 15 and I'm like, I was hung over like two days. Oof. Holy shit. I feel like everybody's got something that they've got a bad experience with that has caused them to say, I'm never drinking that again. For me, when I was still drinking, it was Jägermeister. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do the Jäger. Yeah, yeah, when that comes out for shots, although it just at this point in my life, it just doesn't. But yeah, in the 2000s, not really the 90s, certainly we drank a lot in Colombia, but like the, hard, the hardcore shit was in the 2000s. And it was great. I mean, I'm not going, oh, I really am disappointed. It was great, and I, I, I advocated. But I just wish I had some awareness. But again, as I look back on it, maybe the enjoyment was in the blind ignorance of the acts. Like, oh, I'll spend this money, you know. I'll play poker and lose a shitload of money. I'll be fine, you know. I'll, I'll drink and stay up till 4 in the morning. But it really fucked me up, and I remember meeting with a doctor about my sleep problem, and she goes, at some point, you're going to have to quit television, you're going to have to quit radio, you can't keep doing both, working seven days a week. And I knew I was already making more doing radio, and I'm like, and I didn't like TV, and I'm like, great, now I have an excuse to quit TV, and like, my parents won't be like, why in the fuck are you leaving TV to go do radio? Because they didn't, they viewed TV way higher than they viewed radio. And I was so young, you know, my parents still have a larger influence at that time. And, uh, and that sleep problem is, you know, plays a large role in the fact that I got away from doing uh, television. But it wasn't a sleep problem; it was a behavior problem that caused a sleep problem. Right. There's no way you could two days a week stay up till four in the morning, and then okay, both those days, Friday and Saturday, and then on Sunday night go okay, I've I've only been up for eight hours. It's now eight o'clock. I got up at noon. Now I'm going to start winding down. No, it's not going to work that way. So then you go to bed at 9 or 10, because we're getting up at this time that we're still getting up at now, and going, okay, i got to get up at 5, and then your mind just starts going, holy shit, i got to get up at 5, i got to get up at 5, i got to get up at 5, and then creates the, I can't fall asleep. Oh, well, we got this new product called Ambien, and that shit would knock you out, but you didn't get REM sleep. So if I had this thing on then, I'd be asleep, but I bet it would be like this shitty non-REM, non-deep sleep and then I'd wake up at like two and they'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm up and now I'm not going to fall back asleep. And the cycle went from Sunday night all the way until maybe I'd get one good night of sleep over the course of the week. And I would live like a complete lunatic. You go to bed at a pretty decent hour. About 930, give or take. Have, do you ever find yourself up significantly later than what you're accustomed to? Only on the weekends. Yeah. I had a day... Uh, Within the last, it was the day that Iggy was, for whatever reason, I got called in, and I'm I'm off always on Thursdays. So Wednesday night, I knew I had nothing going on, and I don't know what got into me, but I was up all night, and I remember at 6:05 a.m., I closed my eyes and set an alarm for 7:05 because of course I had to get up and listen to the show. Of course, that's all you can't afford to miss it. And then at that. about 6:40. I had a text from you and Jackson saying, hey, Iggy can't come in. Can you make it? And, of course, I did. Champion. I didn't tell anybody, but I came in and did the show on 40 minutes sleep. Oh, that's championship shit. 
Yeah. Holy shit. And I never stay up that late. And I, something got into me that night that kept me up. But uh, yeah, 6.05, I closed my eyes. Oh. And I happened to my. see your text. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, 40 my minutes. God. What a champion. I had no idea. Yeah. Holy shit. But uh, yeah, I did, the thought of staying up that late in any sort of consistent fashion just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I just, it, it's, it's, but I mean, again, it was great. It was like the shit that I did. And I don't know if I'm super at peace with all everything now because I feel like, I mean, I didn't do it all, but I did a lot and it was great and it was super fun. But it's like, okay, I got to do it. And that's why I always say when people ask like parent questions, like, oh no, you would have been a good dad if you would have been a dad at 25. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would have been. Because in my mind, I'd be like, oh, this fucking kid represents me not being able to do the shit I want to do. Yeah, you probably felt like you still had some living to do. Absolutely. And, yeah. and so then when right around, I remember, I can picture where we were in Las Vegas and what we were doing. Kind of like, you know what? I mean, this has been super fun. And it really was. No bullshit. I wouldn't change it. It was great. It's fucking nuts to think back, like, you know, playing poker you know, 10 days straight. My wife's at the pool, and then we'd go and have these nice dinners and then get fucked up. But we did it, and you kind of get to a point like, that was great. I just don't really want to do it anymore, you know? I'm fine with it. I'd do it again, but, you know, so I'm grateful in that sense. So now I'm at a point where, yeah, like right now, I'm like, oh, I want to I get out of here, and I want to see if my boys want to go to the range or do whatever the hell it is that they would want to do and hang out with them. But in my 20s, if you would have said, okay, now it's time to go play with your son, i go, oh, fuck, I want to play poker. I want to get fucked up and... You know, there's a threesome to be had somewhere in Sauge. I've got to, I've got to find it. So, yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, I know you're at an age where it doesn't matter, but uh, and Jackson's a different personality. Like, I really think, like for real, like if I could bet, if you're interested in betting, because I can't bet Jackson because he can control the bet. Like, if Jackson have a kid, what is it, Jan February first, 2024, by February first, 2027. I think it's super live, and I would bet it for 28. For him to have a kid? Absolutely. When do you see him buying a ring? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. I don't know about that. But I can tell he's super happy. And yeah, I also no, no, I, I, I also know he's uh, he's doing the right thing by, for him, you know, keeping it for the most part off air. But, yeah, Marsh filled in for him today on Balloon Party. And I didn't realize Marsh was a man in love. So you got these two guys who used to, like, picnic together and watch soccer games. Now we're both men in love at the same time. That's one of the things Jackson taught me. I try to follow his lead. What on is that? that? Kind of thing. Picnicking and watching no, soccer. No, the uh, keeping that side of your yeah. life off yeah. of oh, yeah. this, out of this Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one of the things. I don't think. I mean, at this point, it's 15, 16 years. But my first wife, one of the things that was so important, and I, and I, but I would never do. I would never violate it. I just wouldn't. Uh, is to not talk about, like, our marriage, our divorce on the radio. Now, I know I would never do it anyway, but that is an important thing that's in there. Sure. Uh, and I can tell when I'm listening to Howard Stern, like, there's not a doubt in my mind that that is in his divorce with his first wife. You know, it's just one of those things. If you, if you, if it's one of those things you have to know to know. And I'm like, I, I mean, and, and by the way, completely understandable in both cases. Um, but, like, his situation's a hell of a lot different than my situation and the m massive amount of people he's reaching. And also his approach was certainly, you know, vengeful. And, yeah, I would understand that. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I I would just never do that, and I'm careful about. I I regret, you know, once I got some weird shit about my kids, I'm like, yeah, why did I even talk about having, you know, like the people would not again. We're talking about like point oh one percent of the audience, but to like bring kids into it, because for the most part, there's a mafia warfare understanding. You leave the wives and the kids out of it. If you want to come after me, that feel free, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's when it gets into like, man, you got to be like kind of a special kind of, you know, good one to go into that direction. So Jackson, you remember talking to Riz at the event for Jeff Burton last December, and he's like, oh no, I call him, I call one the the boy and one the girl. Yeah, I think it's what he does, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're a little older. I mean, they're not like in college, but they're older. And I go, God, I go, why didn't I? He goes, Oh yeah. No question. No way I would ever give their names on this. I'm like, fuck. Didn't even think about it, you know? Because, I mean, you're just in a good place and don't think anything of it. And then and the years play out. And you're like, oh, yeah, now I got a you know, guy sending me emails about whatever. <laughs> Cost of doing business, KG in O-Town. Uh, all right. I have enjoyed it. What a wonderful segment. Congratulations on 900 days. Thank Holy you. shit. Yeah, I appreciate it. Tip that. of the cap. I mean, that's a, that's an incredible accomplishment. And uh, let's see, what do I got tomorrow? I got something right after. Let me see. I got to look at my, this is how I now live, is looking at my phone. Yeah, we'll be able to do a QFTA, assuming you can, right after the, the award-winning balloon party. I don't know what the sound story schedule is. I don't know off the top of my head either, but, uh, yeah, I'm available if you want to do one. All it's right. It's a lot of fun. Keep Keeping the uh, streak alive here into February. Uh, thank you for doing so. Enjoyed the conversation, sir. You're a gentleman. Thank you to our audience and all of those who podcast the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Longo Big Studios, online at longobigs.com, Munganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, Munganas uh, St. Louis Acura, and also uh, Seth Coltcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com, James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, carltoninsurance.net. And Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies for KG and O-Town, filling in for the vacationing Jackson Burkett. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show podcast from the Longo Big Studios.